The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are definitely going to be bringing your soul somewhere today. We're going to bring it forward is what we're going to do today. I've got a juicy topic for you today. Is God the answer to your career? Hmm. Don't know about that, Mo. So I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about uh, what might be God's place in your career. Uh, Granted, this will also bleed a little bit into your life. So hang on. I'm going to go into uncharted territory here. And I want to stir things up a little bit and hopefully open and reveal some spaces inside of you that perhaps you have not claimed yet. Uh, In my coaching experience over the last six years, I have seen a lot of miracles. I have seen a lot of women step into their power in new ways. I have seen women step into things that they never thought were possible. And with some guiding help, And with some tools and techniques that really work, they've been able to do things with their careers and their lives they never thought possible. So I'm going to be sprinkling today's conversation with some miracles. And if you are familiar with my work, you might know that we don't necessarily need to call them miracles anymore because this is a expected outcome. When you put some ingredients together, and you move forward. So I want to celebrate a few things today before we get into the topic at hand. In running my 12-week transformational workshop, it's called the Kick-Ass Career Workshop, uh, because I want every woman who goes through that to have the attitude of being kick-ass. But the first step that we take is coaching and teaching and helping each of our women bring their souls forward. Bringing your soul to work means that you get to bring it everywhere you go. So I want to celebrate an IT cybersecurity professional who was in a great job with a great boss until the boss left. And then all of a sudden there's a bully boss and there's aggressive peers and colleagues. And this woman is very talented and very passionate about the work that she does. And she was pretty early in in the cybersecurity world. So she's very skilled at what she does yet she didn't feel like she could speak up and 
be recognized as herself. And she was told several months ago that she wouldn't be promoted or move forward in her organization. So she came to us and she started the 12 week transformational workshop with us a couple of months ago. And all of a sudden, after finding her soul and finding herself and seeing some of her power begin to come up, she begins to see how awesome she is because she was actually believing her current boss, even after 10 years of working with a great boss and having that boss shine the light on her and show her and teach her how, how great and wonderful and, and having her do wonderful things. You know, a boss is really important folks. And if you're a boss, if you're a leader in an organization, you are very important to your team. Super important. You are the heart and the circulation of your team. Please do not take that for granted and please do not bring your garbage to your team. You got to clean up your garbage so that you can be the leader and the boss that your team needs from you. So little sidelight on that. Uh, those women who are in my workshop who are able to see themselves in a new way, gain success and want to change who they are as a leader and want to magnify how awesome they are as a leader. We also have a uh, accelerator program after my 12 week workshop. And I've seen so many wonderful women take it up to the next level. And some of them did that through this pandemic we were in and really became solution leaders, driving change at a time of deep need. And we have seen nothing in our human history like we've seen over the past three to four months now. Ever since we started hearing the beckon of the call of this pandemic coming in January and February, we began to fear. And then when things started to change here in the United States, and maybe you're listening to me, to me from other places than the United States, and happy to have you here, this entire globe underwent a transformation as this coronavirus invaded all of our lives. And for many of us, it invaded our lives through fear and caution. And for some, unfortunately, it invaded lives through death and true frontline stress and strain. All of us around the globe, all 7 billion of us have been affected by this. And then of course, in this country, we have had on top of that, some of the most horrific race problems rear their head. And that certainly had to happen for us to really approach this at the level it needs to happen. So it'd be very easy for us right now as perhaps people of faith to wonder where the heck is our God? Where is our savior? Where is the goodness in all of this? And I've been talking about this since it began. And if you have witnessed your life, some of your biggest growth, some of your biggest gains in life have been after chaos, disaster, destruction. If you witness nature, Nature grows after winter. Seeds crack open. Corn can't grow if the kernel stays a kernel. 
it has to crack open and then it starts developing roots and shoots and it starts emerging out of the soil. You don't even know corn is growing until it comes out of the soil. There's a uh, legendary discussions in, in a lot of uh, success places around uh, bamboo being underground for five years and then it starts growing 12 inches a day. There's a lot of descriptions of how our God put this world together that offer us the peace and the serenity that when there are times of chaos and destruction, we are in the midst, literally in the midst of massive change. And you know, it's almost like the more the destruction, the more the change the more deeply it goes. And we've been in this for several months now, this deep, deep level of reflection and change. And I want to circle back to, is God the answer to my career question? Because I see this so often. We talk to thousands of women on our complimentary clarity calls per year. And I've personally spoken to thousands of women over the years on our complimentary clarity calls. And we do this for one very specific reason. There's a lot of people with problems out there with their careers and their lives and no one to help them basically debrief it and break it down and understand it well. Not everyone we talk to is ready or or are willing to endeavor into a 12 week transformational experience. And we get that and that's no problem. But every woman we talk to on those clarity calls gets clarity and really understands what's going on and what they need to do to fix it. So in those calls, sometimes we will get, I will get someone saying to me, well, I'm just going to let God handle it. And this is sort of a troubling thing for me. Because God doesn't drive cars or manage careers. God doesn't manage marriages or raise kids. God doesn't brush your teeth or wake, well, maybe, maybe God wakes up in the morning. <laughs> God doesn't put your clothes on in the morning, doesn't make your coffee or tea. You see, the, the tricky thing here with this beautiful being named God. Sometimes I refer to it as the infinite field, universal presence, divine source. That was Wayne Dyer's uh, favorite word, talking about God was source. We have access to this divine source from within. It doesn't independently act. As a matter of fact, it's sort of hanging out there waiting for us to act. To know which level and power of energy it needs to flow into. You know, in a, in a very interesting twist of the way, God gets his or her, its direction from you. From you. 
because we were all created to have a life of expansion and joy and, and love. And our divine presence is waiting for us to keep moving in that direction. One of the women I want to celebrate on today's call and uh, think about today, she's a, a graduate of my workshop tomorrow. We'd graduate all of our ladies on Fridays. She spent the last 12 weeks healing from a lot of toxic and painful experiences in her career as a physical therapist and also personally at an accident she had that injured her windpipe. And so her voice is a little bit affected by that. And her personal power, her soul's power, was affected by the accident and also by a toxic and underappreciated work environment. And this woman has crazy good skills in ergonomics and the, how the human body works best. Super, super talented. And yet she couldn't assert her skills to the level that felt right for her, get paid the right level, and she didn't know how to do the next piece of what she felt compelled to do. So over the 12 weeks, as we sorted out who she is and what her soul's all about and brought her back to life from that level and started weaving that into what her career has looked like and what she wants to do, we helped her craft a consulting business. And so she'll be developing that and becoming her own consultant and expert. She's done so much work in the industrial field with ergonomics, saving companies millions of dollars and workers, a lot of workplace injuries and suffering and struggling. It's a real thing that our bodies take a toll in how we use them during our work week. And for those who are in more physically demanding jobs, it's a really big issue. Even people like me who sit at their desk all day long, my shoulders are hunched up sometimes, my arms are not where they need to be for the keyboard. I'm leaning into my microphone, cricking my neck. And after a day long of doing that, I got spasms and muscle things and nerve get things getting impinged. She's an expert at doing all of that. And she now is stepping into that power. She sees what she can do. She's ready to take action. She's gotten some clients already and she's rocking her power. She has stepped into it all the way through that. She just like the cybersecurity professional who I mentioned earlier, they have invoked their divine self and they have invoked their God to help them create something more powerful for themselves. They didn't sit on the sidelines waiting for God to answer their call or for God to step in and do something. God waits for us to step into our request. Faith is a very active thing. Faith does not get invoked unless we have a certain few ingredients. Number one, we have to have a desire. And some of the women we talk to on our clarity calls 
are so beaten back, so stale, stagnant, that having a desire for more just seems almost like too much of a luxury for them to think about. But if you have an education and if you have expertise and experience in a professional field and you're not where you know you could be, there is still time and space for you to come back and get where you want to go. But you cannot sit on the sidelines and hope for something better because hope is a really nice feeling in your heart, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And after a while, of being stuck and stagnant, underappreciated, underrecognized, or feeling like you're just running as fast as you can and not getting anywhere new, you lose hope. Because what you need is the power plant of your soul, which is fueled by faith in yourself and in your divine. Faith is an active combination of believing in yourself as much as your creator and believing in your creator creator as much as you can. You've got to bring both of those components to the table. God will not act in a passive way. God will not be invoked or save you from something unless you step into your power. You have got to call it forth. There's a sort of a funny uh, story that came out after Hurricane uh, Katrina, I think it was, uh, that hit New Orleans so so devastatingly. And there was a gentleman on the top of his house as the floods were coming up. And the floods were about at the first floor, and he decided to climb up on his roof so that he could get away from the floods in case they crept up even higher. And someone with a boat came by with a paddle boat and said, hey, sir, jump in the boat and let's get you out of here. No, 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 I'm waiting for God to save me. But, sir, the flood waters are rising and I've got a boat and it's the only way out. And we're not going to be coming back this way to, to get people. It's going to be too dangerous for us. Nope, waiting for God to save me. So the paddler of the boat goes, uh, uh, okay, uh, I don't know what else to do to convince you. So it paddles away, and a couple of hours later, the floodwaters rise up to the second floor of the house. Thank goodness this guy's on his roof saying, ha, ha, I climbed to the roof of my house. I'm good to go. But by this point, the boats can't come and save, and a helicopter sweeps by. And they get on the loudspeaker, sir, we're going to throw the ladder down. Grab the ladder and climb on up. The floodwaters are rising. We've got to save you. You're the only man in your neighborhood left for us to save. Grab the ladder. No, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. Sir, grab the ladder. No, no, waiting for God to save me. Sir, the ladder. We can't stay here much longer. We have other people to save. So after a few more times of him rejecting their offer, they go on to save the next person hanging out on their roof because the floodwaters are rising so high. 
in unbelievable times like that, sometimes we think that there's going to have to be some miracle shot from God. Well, a few hours later, the waters raged so much higher that it swept him off of his roof. And this gentleman drowned in the floodwaters, swooped up by the raging waters, refused to be saved. And when he gets up to heaven, St. Peter's, of course, sitting at the pearly gates. Mr. Smith, how'd you let that happen? And he's like, St. Peter, I was waiting for God to save me. Where were you? And St. Peter said, well, we sent you a boat. You didn't like that. And then we eventually sent you a helicopter. How do you think God's going to show up for you? We did our best. Now, how many times in your life do you think you have rejected the person in the boat or the helicopter because you wanted God to act in another way, because you wanted God to save you in a way that I don't know that you were looking for? You were too afraid to pop into the boat. Maybe you have a fear of boats, but God's saving you. And you're not stepping into the boat. And then the waters get deeper and the situation gets worse. And now, yeah, you got to grab a ladder on a helicopter. And it's a little scary. Sure, get it. But you got limited options. Sometimes life gets so dicey that you have limited options to save yourself. And God's throwing you what he can in this physical world to save you. And you're saying, no, thanks. I want it a different way. I want it an easier way. Now, I don't know how in the world God's going to save someone in a difficult situation without it looking too difficult. Because you're going to have to rise above some obstacle and you're going to have to take action over something that's going to seem kind of scary and you're going to have to put your faith in yourself and in your creator to make it all go the right way. And if you don't step into that, the guarantee is you're going to be overtaken by the floodwaters, washed away, and you will then be blaming who? Your creator? Seriously. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, ye of little faith. Don't you see in this physical world, God acts through us. God delivers through the physical world. All of the divinity and all of the miracles, all of the people you're supposed to meet and the boats that are going to come to save you. And then if that doesn't appeal to you, then perhaps a helicopter but each time it's going to get a little bit more difficult for you to reach the hand of God through something on this physical planet. It's going to take your strength. It's going to take your faith. God doesn't need to have faith. You do. God's coming to your rescue every single day and you're not wanting it and you're not paying attention. 
and you're staying on top of your roof with the floodwaters rising going, God, when are you going to save me? God isn't necessary in making your life or career better. You are. And you can act in courageous ways when you invoke the belief of your faith. But you got to act. You got to jump off that roof and into that boat. And you know what? You got to trust that person rowing that boat that you're going in the right direction and that they got this covered. And sometimes you just have to do it that way. And if you don't like that, well, then you know what? The next option is going to seem a little scarier, a little bit more risky. And then you're going to have to trust a helicopter pilot. You're going to have to trust the, the chain ladder that falls out of the helicopter. You're going to have to grip hold strongly as you're being tossed in the wind on a metal ladder climbing up into the helicopter for safety. You're going to have to freaking put yourself on the line so that you can get what God's bringing your way. You've got to take action in an inspired, courageous way to get the help that God is pointing you toward. It's not going to be a, a, a sugar cube uh, of delight. You're going to have to step into something that may feel uncomfortable or difficult in order to invoke what God can do for you. It's the necessary part of this whole thing. And we see it over and over again in the world. I see it every single day in the women I coach in our 12-week transformational workshop. Every single day. I see women being brave, stepping into something new, finally seeing their soul and their power and their beauty and how awesome they are. Finally, after being shut down sometimes for decades. Yeah. Because all of what we're trying to do here is to be an expansive soul. And it's a a bit of a tricky shot at it in this three-dimensional world, isn't it? If you'd like to learn how our clients overcome these things and what they do and the techniques and the coaching, please do book yourself a complimentary career clarity call so we can hash it out with you and see what's going on. And if we can certainly help you, we'll possibly invite you in and save you as well. Uh, you can access our calendar at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And if you'd like to see the five shifts that we take our ladies through on our masterclass, feel free to watch that as well. Mofall.com slash masterclass. Be right back after this break. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. We are back for more Bring Your Soul to Work, and I am really diving in to bring your soul forward today because I want to dive deeper into this question of, is God the answer to my career? Really, is God the answer to anything in life? And what is the magic formula of getting miracles to happen? What is the magic formula of feeling good in life? So in the first half, hopefully I laid out for you some of the things that we don't pick up on when we're getting the grace of God showing up in our lives and we're not taking action on it, we can literally be swept out into sea. We can literally be swept by a flood. We can literally stay put demanding for something else from God. And the grace is there in front of us to take. And we don't take it because it's not what we want or it's not the way we want it, or it's not what we thought would happen. Who the heck are you to outthink your creator? So many of us human beings do it. I know I did it for years. Well, that's not the right timing, God. That's a little inconvenient. That's a little expensive. That's a little too risky. I don't know if I can do that. There's only one reason why you're called forth from your divine creator into something that you don't get fully. And that's because you're not the divine creator. Of course, you're not going to get all of the pieces intellectually. Of course, you're not going to understand it. If you try to outthink your creator, you're going to spend the rest of your life in freaking misery. You can't possibly outthink the divine plan of the pandemic. You can't possibly outthink the divine orchestration of a job loss. You can't possibly outthink why you got cancer. You can't possibly outthink why people die needlessly. You can't outthink why race riots happened. You can't be making sense of it because you can't. You're a human. Yes, we're in the likeness and being of our divine creator. And that divine grace is within us and it's accessible to us, but you can't put the puzzle pieces together. You can't, you might be able to look back at your life and go, Oh yeah, that made sense. Wow. This is all like such perfect harmony based on where I've been. Wow. This is just unbelievable how this whole thing has just been orchestrated on my behalf. I would have never been able to, Figure it out on my own. So many times in my life and the life of those beautiful women who I coach. Divine destiny occurs when we step into our power. When we step into scary stuff, big stuff, I don't know stuff. But Mo, how do I know where to step into something scary or something that's really going to hurt me? Because that's the big question. Always. 
on the table. Here's the complication. You've more than likely spent a lot of your life in a stress response, in a mode of anxiety and worry, working hard, being depleted. It's really tough to make decisions from that perspective that are in your best interest because you're going to make decisions from that perspective that are protecting you. And, you know, life isn't meant to be a series of, of making decisions to protect yourself. When you buy your first car, it was probably scary. Maybe it was the most costly thing that you'd done outside of your education. When you buy your first home, these are not things that you more than likely do to protect yourself. They're things you do to enjoy life better, to have a better life, to get around easier, to enjoy your family and your life. These are decisions that are big decisions that you have to, I mean, you don't have to make them, but most people do. When you're confronted with decisions about which car or which house, you have to sort through some stuff. And you have to decide what you want. Now, some people make decisions based totally in their fear. And sometimes people are just, that's where they're at. So the cheapest car, the cheapest house, the less risky this, the less risky that. That's sort of a cage in a prison. When you get in a car that you've just bought and you feel awesome and great and, and it's fun and it feels pretty and neat inside, you are lit up. And guess what? Your creator wants you to be lit up because that lit up is what your creator is looking for, your light. But Mo, it's just a car. I shouldn't like my car. Really? You shouldn't? Hmm. I think you should. I think you should surround your life with everything that makes you happy and feeling delightful and gorgeous and awesome. Yeah. And I'm speaking on my behalf, but I'm also speaking on the behalf of watching women step into their glory and the grace of God and creating miracles. And I'm going to tell you this. It's pretty scientifically fact-based that the more fun, cool, happy experiences we have in life, the better our life is. The less disease we have, the less pain and agony, the less yelling we do. When you have things that delight you, people who delight you, a job that delights you in your life, you are living a better life. You are then able to be a better version of you you're able to be a better giver and not give out of depletion or obligation. You're able to be a lighter version of you, a happier version of you. Guess what? You make better food choices. You take care of your body better. You're kinder to your kids, your parents, your friends. When you're in more of a delightful, happy, joyous state of appreciation, you are living a life more aligned with your soul's divine awesomeness. 
that means you got to make choices that are lined up with that. Choices for you. Choices for even as simple things as what do you do when you wake up in the morning? Do you complain about your day and your life? Or do you rush into a meditation, prayer, gratitude journaling, reflecting on how awesome you are in the world to get ready to greet all of the wonderful things that are going to be occurring in your life today? I remember years ago, one of my very first Tony Robbins um, personal power 30-day personal power tapes, he said in there, wouldn't it be great to have a life where every day is like being a kid at Christmas? And if you grew up with uh, happy, exciting Christmas memories, then you know what I'm talking about. And I don't think everyone did, but most, many people did. If you didn't, you can proxy on it with me. Christmas morning was full of possibilities and months and months of wanting, desiring, pages in a catalog highlighted and circled, writing a list, really getting excited. I can't wait for Christmas morning so I can get this. The excitement and the desire fuels an energy. And that energy is of your soul. Your excitement, your desire for more, your desire for joy and fun is what your soul feels like. That's God's energy in you. Don't turn it away. Don't deny yourself that. Don't push it away. Please don't feel guilty for it. Please don't feel shame. Please don't feel unworthy. But if you do heal those things inside of you, because you're denying the very thing that God wants to bring into your life. And God's not going to just hand you over a bunch of delight. You got to want it. If you don't want it, there's no avenue for God to bring it towards you. Your divine creator doesn't know what you want in your life unless you beckon it with your desire. Desire is a very good thing. Without it, we have no avenue for it to be delivered. So many people who don't have what they want in life, this is what they say. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. Well, as long as it's a job that pays well, then you surely don't have something that aligns with your soul. If you're willing to just settle, if you're willing to just have any old car, any old house, any old job, any old life, any old partner, any old this, any old that, you're settling, settling, settling. And you know who settles? People with a worthiness issue. If you find yourself settling in life, please pick up your worthiness inside of yourself. Please increase who you think you are. 
because you don't settle when you know that you are your own divineness and you are God's likeness. God really doesn't want you to settle either, but you're making the choices. You know, we have free will in this world, so we're making choices. You have free will, whether to have faith or not have faith. You have free will, whether to take that boat that's going to save your life or the helicopter or neither and drown. God doesn't come unless beckoned, unless something is desired. One of the reasons why women stay stuck in their jobs and careers is because they have not fueled their desire for what they specifically want because they've been told most of their lives they're not worthy of it or they're not going to get it or they've been shut down several times so they think it's not going to happen. So they settle. And what happens when you settle is you now have a pattern of unworthiness that comes from your energy. You're emitting signals all day long. Every single second of your life, you're emitting an energetic signal. You're creating a signature of what you're thinking and feeling every single second into the field. And when you're settling, your signature in the field is I'm not worthy. So chances are, if you're settling, you're treated pretty poorly at work. If you're settling, you're getting the raw end of the deal. And it's up to you to ask for more. It's up for you, up to you to step into something more powerful for yourself. It's up to you to desire. So God is only the answer to your career. If you can get clear on your desire. And many of the women we work with, they're not too clear on that. Sometimes it's just a heap of this is what I don't want. And the reason why you can't get clear on what you want is because you either can't see it because you feel so bad inside or you don't think it's possible because you've never gotten it before or no one's ever painted that picture for you. And in our workshop, we are all the time fixing those three major problems. You got to fix your unworthiness thing in order to have the life that God wants you to have. You've got to fix it. You have got to fix your unworthiness because I know any and every human being walking on this planet is worthy of joy and love and happiness. Every human is worthy of that, but not every human is taking that path. So you've got to fix that. Number two, you've got to want something better. And when you start to feel better about yourself, your wants are going to increase. And that's a good thing because that helps drive you into your growth because you can't get something more and better unless you are prepared for it. You've got to build up the strength. If you want to run a marathon, you've got to train for it. And unfortunately, a lot of human beings don't know what training looks like. So they just think that they should be getting a marathon. And again, God isn't the answer to your career by delivering you the end result. 
You've got to train for it. You've got to become the person who can handle that. You've got to be the one who is able. So often the women in our 12-week workshop uh, have multiple college degrees, master's degrees, PhDs, educational doctorates, certificates of this, that, and the other thing. Super impressive. But they don't know what to do with it. And yet they look at a job that would be the next step up. And they're like, well, I don't have that. I did. I never did that. I never did that. Okay. Uh, that, but that's what the job requires. And so when you get that job, you're going to do that. Since you can do this, you're going to be able to do that. So you may not have the exact experience of having done it, but surely if you know how to manage a team of three, you can manage a team of 10. And if you've managed a budget of 1 million, you can certainly manage a budget of 10 million. So you stack on your strength, just like if you're training for a marathon or lifting weights in the gym. If you're training for a marathon, you're not going to start off running 26.2 miles, the length of the marathon. You're going to start your training with where you are. So if you're not running or walking at all, you better start slowly and build yourself up so you can get one mile done and then two and then three. And it'll take you longer to get the marathon. If you already know how to run 10 miles pretty easily, training for a marathon and building up for that 26.2 is going to be a quicker process. And if you overdo it, if you run 20 miles when you can only run 10, you might injure yourself and then you're going to have a setback. So having the right expert guidance along the way is going to guarantee you that you stay on track with a proper training schedule. Oh, this is where you're starting. Okay. This is where you're going to go next. Oh, this is where you're starting. This is what's next for you. And we see this all the time in my workshop. We have a very specific proven formula and some people take longer in the first lesson. That's okay. That's where they're at. Some people whiz through lesson one and lesson two is a little bit more challenging. Okay. Some people whiz through that. There's always a training schedule for having a greater goal than you've done before. And there's always stepping into that next level of expansion and muscle building. That's going to hurt a little bit. That's going to feel like, Ooh, I don't know if I can. I've run several marathons and most of them I've run with other people and we've trained together. And sometimes that other person I'm training with may not be as in good shape as I'm in, or maybe I'm not as in good shape as they're in. And so sometimes in the training, we might run at a different pace than the other, but still maybe running the same miles, but we're doing it together so that we have that collective energy and that collective vision to stick with it when it gets tough. Because if you've ever trained for a marathon, you might know that training on long runs can be a little tough. And you got to stock up on your water and your goo and your electrolyte stuff. And when you run the longer runs, you have to plot out where's there a public restroom you can slot in. It's 
better to do it together. It's better to do expansion and transformational training and become someone you've never been before when you're doing it with others and when you're doing it with the guidance of someone who knows what they're doing and someone who can take you there, who's been there before. If I want to run a marathon, I'm not going to listen to someone about how to run a marathon if they've not run a marathon. That would seem sort of ill-advised. I'm not going to get someone who pours concrete to fix my roof. I'm not going to ask a cardiac surgeon to fix my ankle. You have to want something more and desire something more to beckon God into your life. That's the first ingredient of is God the answer to your career. You have to want something more. You have to want that next layer, that next level, that next version of you. And then you have to be committed to taking the action toward the things that may not look so darn obvious to you, but under an expert's guidance and with some, uh, let's just say proven ideas of what works, you're going to know what those things look like. There's been plenty of women in my workshop who have, uh, gone through the lessons first couple of weeks. They've got their resume now and their LinkedIn going, they start to interview and this great job comes along and they get super excited and we're excited with them. And we're like, yeah, 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 let's go, let's go. And they show up great for their interview, perhaps even get to the final round. And then sometimes they don't get it. They're sad. They're disappointed. And truthfully, if they were on their own, having gotten that conclusion, they might give up at that point because that's what the human condition wants to do. It wants to give up when things seem out of reach. That's what it feels like to run a marathon. You want to give up at around mile 15, 16, 17, it starts to get pretty rough. And we keep coaching that woman to the next job, the next job. And you know what? Boom. Another better opportunity comes along. Oh my goodness. This is even better than that one. Holy cow. And we've seen it over and over again, but guess what? That first job opportunity prepared you for your greatness. It built your muscle. It built your interview skills. It built you up so that you could shine and be all of that. And if you let the, the non result defeat all of that, you're turning away all of God's blessings. Don't do that. Don't turn away God's blessings on the route to getting what you want. Use it as strength building. Use it as the training ground. Use it as I must really be getting ready now for the God's blessings. You've got to keep stepping forward into the better version of you and keep getting stronger and doing more and keep getting more aligned with your soul and your blessings. That's how God comes into you. That's the magic formula right there. That's all you need to do. Not sit on the sideline, not say, no, thank you, God. I don't want this lesson. I don't want to stretch. I don't want to do something scary. I don't want to do something that's going to make me uncomfortable. You got to say yes to moving forward, to doing the uncomfortable. And when you are connected with your soul, you know the right path and you know the truth for you. 
And I see this so often with my clients, but you've got to be tuned into your divine. If you're not tuned in, you're going to make fear-based decisions. And those fear-based decisions will keep you stuck. And guess what? The lessons will get stronger, more powerful, more painful, and there'll be more suffering because God wants you to step into your lesson. And that's what we do all day long. Again, how do we do this? I fixed my career several times in different iterations over my 30 plus year career. And I spent 25 of those years as a leader, managing others, directing others, managing and directing multi-million dollar organizations at the highest levels. The only way I was successful is by helping develop others, helping them see what they were possible of because I couldn't do all the work. Of course not. I had to lift others and show them the way. And all the while fixing my career and myself and helping them, I learned a very unique formula for helping people power up their soul and use that to gain their true power in their lives and their careers. And every single day, we're helping women adjust and decide and desire and adjust and decide and desire and adjust and decide based on their soul's alignment. That's where your power is. God isn't the answer to your career out there. The answer is within and your divine presence and your connection within. That's the magic we do. And I'm delighted to say hundreds of lives have gone in the more divine direction for them. You can learn more about my work at mofault.com and slash masterclass. You can pop into my webinar masterclass that I run all the time, five shifts to bring your soul to work, to claim your dream job. And if you're ready to get going and want to talk to one of my career breakthrough strategists, let's get your divine presence ratchet it up and let's figure out what's going on with your career at mofall.com slash give me clarity. We'll see you next week on bring your soul to week, uh, bring your soul to work. This is coach mofall, mofall.com. Thanks for listening. This is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.